0: to the weekly kate the weekly show where i kate talk about everything going on pop culture royal news celebrity gossip and here we are another week another day happy you're here with me thank you so much please you know as i say at the top of the show now not the bottom of the show because i don't know how many of y'all listen to the end Wait, <laughs> comment review love me share me whatever you know whatever you can do to promote the show i greatly appreciate because my lessons are still down i don't know what i did to offend everyone and if it's just the fact that you're sick of me I get that. <laughs> so thank you, but also sorry, but also I'm not apologizing, appa- whatever. Like, you're here, you're listening. Thank you very much. Today is an interesting news day, but first I have to tell a story, and it involves my husband, which, like, I know you love those. And he asked me, if I was going to tell the story on the pod. So I got full permission because usually I don't get permission and I just talk about him. And he's like, you talked about me on your podcast again. And he's always worried. He's going to sound like a jerk. I mean, he's not wrong sometimes, but like other times like that, you got pulled. That was funny. Um, and if you don't know what that reference means, it's like many episodes back with Anna. I think it's around Christmas. It, it's, it's a whole thing. It's this thing in our life. So we were watching 1883 1883 is the prequel to Yellowstone. We all know how I feel about Yellowstone. I am so obsessed with the show. I I would move mountains to touch Kevin Costner. I think Cole Hauser, who plays Rip, is just one of the most rugged, manly, like, like I can't... I, Okay, for the people who I work with who don't watch the show, who I'm trying to convince to watch the show, I keep telling them, like, he is, he is the ultimate, like, cowboy, man's man, like, rugged, just like, like, he's he's scruff, actualized. He, this man is so fine. This man is so fine. And anyway, that's not the point. But we're watching a 1883. And first of all, Tim McGraw looks so fucking good on a horse with a beard. Oh my God. Like never once did I think he was bad looking, but like, damn, you know? So we're watching the show and obviously it takes place in 1883, but then there are flashbacks to like the 1860s civil war and then post-civil war. Um, the... Gist I get, because I'm not quite there in the show yet, is that I believe Tim McGraw, who plays, I think, the first John Dutton, eventually settles in Montana. That's what I'm gathering. They are obviously traveling by, like, Chuck Wagon and with, like, horses and things. And my husband, out of the blue, was like, did you ever play the Oregon Trail? Or no, what did he say? He said, something on something Oregon Trail. And I have to confess something. I never played Oregon (laughs) Trail. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. First of all, my husband, aghast, completely aghast, so upset, practically yelled, like could not believe it. So here's the thing. I was born in 1990. We lived in Asia until I was six. I was born in the States, but not the point. We moved to Connecticut in the Northeast. I don't think they were that into the Oregon trail. I moved from the Northeast to Kansas city. Well, that's another story I'll tell in a second, to Kansas city in the fifth grade. Like I was starting the fifth grade, the school that I went to in Kansas city played Oregon trail in the fourth grade. So I didn't get it in the fourth grade in Connecticut. And I wasn't going to repeat the fourth grade just to play the Oregon trail. So I missed out. Like I understand the references and I like, I can like go along and understand and like I am the Oregon Trail generation, but I never actually played it. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to just release that, you know, what's, what's the, I'm going to let that go. There is, you know, I listen to the morning toast every day and that's when I want to copy everything they do on the show, but they do this whole section called unburdening, unburdening yourselves where they you can like write it and like say the shit you need to get off your chest. Like this is me unburdening myself, but I can't take credit for the theme. It's the morning toast. My husband is still so upset at me (laughs) and like not for nothing. It would make a little more sense that a school system or like curriculum in the Midwest or the West played the Oregon Trail and like not in the Northeast because like it was totally different geography, topography, political climates, like in the union. Did they really have this problem with the truck wagons? I don't know. Like, I I just don't know. And I realized that I am not brushed up on my civil war knowledge as I should, which like Unfortunately for me, my husband is, because he reads all the books about war that have ever been written. He's always, re- also, he's always reading really controversial books on planes. And like, dost thou mind? Like, hello? Like, hopefully you're sitting next to an air marshal who, like, can protect you from a psycho. It's going to be like, oh, you're reading about, I don't know, what, like, the, the Russians. And like, he literally reads books that with titles that are like, Russian spies, or like, um, like, investigations in the dark, like, just, like, like, excuse me, like, can you read a novel just once? Like, don't draw attention to thyself. People, you you can't go anywhere in an airplane. If someone's going to aggress you because of your book choice, they're going to do it. And by the way, we all know he gets upgraded frequently to first class. It's like, there's drinks abound. So you're not only are people around you drinking a lot, you're reading a controversial book. I'm not saying his book is controversial, but like, just the title alone, like, you your, your stand-up, you know? Like, oh, Russian spies. When aliens attack. Like, ugh, Like, come on. But then he looks at my books and he's like, y- your books are less cerebral than mine. I don't give a shit, dude. I like love stories and romance. And we all know I love a spice. Okay? Anyway. Long story short, I never played the and Trail, And my husband has proceeded to tell me that I would he would beat me and then I would die of cholera. <laughs> Which... He's probably not wrong, only because I, 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 I would assume if I were to live in that time, I would still be a woman. I don't know. I don't know how time travel reincarnation work, or like to change your whole trajectory. But like, I'm I'm assuming that. Like, if I were if I was born me, just born in the time of the Oregon Trail, I wouldn't have done well. And It's because I'm afraid of horses, which maybe I wouldn't have been, but. The me I am is afraid of horses. So anyway, my second story about my husband that he doesn't know I'm gonna tell, but like whatever. So my husband works for a company in Texas and he has coworkers that used to be um NFL cheerleaders. I'll leave it at that. Not that he like flaunts that, but this just for context. Like they're popular girls, right? Like they're like, they're like it people. Apparently. The other day he was saying something to his coworker. He's like, yeah, my wife's from Kansas. And he didn't say the city. He said Kansas. And I asked him when he got fun, I said, how long have you been telling people I'm from Kansas? He was like, you are from Kansas. <laughs> no, I am from Kansas City. This is a little bit of like splitting hairs. I grew up on the Kansas side of Kansas City. So it's not incorrect, but when you say someone's from Kansas, you mean like or like I got a piece of wheat in my teeth, which if that that's obviously not the person that you know, obviously. And like, no offense to those from Kansas, truly, that are from Can- like I love you all, but like that's not me. And I find out he's been telling people that I'm from Kansas since we've been dating. So for the last almost eight years, I'm his wife from Kansas. And then now these popular girls who he works with that I may meet one day think I'm from Kansas. And I have a coworker that's from Kansas, not Kansas City. He's from Kansas. I told him this story and he goes, ooh, that's not right. And so like, even he said, he's like, you're not from Kansas. Like being from Kansas is like, oh, you know Toto? Like, please. You know? Ugh. It's so rude. Like, first he thinks I would die in the Oregon Trail, and then he tells people I'm from Kansas. That's absurd. But I do have an identity crisis because, like, it's hard to tell people where I'm from. Like, I lived in Florida for 10 years. I lived in Kansas City before that. I went to college in Nebraska. Not that I claim that as where I'm from. I don't. I was born in New Jersey. I tell people I spent my childhood in Asia. So like people are always very confused, but like, it's a lot of things to say in one breath. Like, where are you from? Like everywhere. <laughs> but then it's like, if I'm in Florida, I usually say Kansas city. Cause I'm not from here, but if I'm elsewhere, I'm like, Oh, I live in Florida. I usually say it like I'm, I live in, or like I moved here from cause that seems easier. Right. I don't know. It just, it's, it's a constant crisis because I don't know what to say. Maybe you can tell me in the comments what to say. Anyway, let's break all the stories down. There's not a lot of happy news today. It's actually kind of like silly news. <laughs> First story, Shep Rose and Taylor Green of Southern Charm fame broke up, which was absolutely fucking necessary because he is a child If you watch the show, you're probably just as infuriated as I am about the fact that he's 42 years old, dating a 27-year-old, no hate to an age gap, that's not my point, a 27-year-old who eventually thinks that you, at 42, are going to want to be like, hey, maybe I don't want to be this asshole bachelor cheating on my girlfriend left and right? Perhaps I want to settle down. And they were dating for two years. And last week's episode that aired was scathing of him. Essentially, Greg was like, he cheats on Taylor and Taylor's the one who doesn't know. And Austin was like, not denying it. And then Shep was like, buying girls drinks at a bar. And it's like, this is so fucked up. Like, this is so gross. Like, I saw on one of the Bravo blogs that, excuse me, that he's the new Thomas. And I could not agree more. I just find it so repulsive that, and like, I don't find Chef as a person repulsive, What I find repulsive his, his like inability in his inability to be honest with Taylor for two years and be like, I'm not going to commit to you. I have a monogamy problem. I can't keep my dick in my pants. Instead, he's like stringing her along for two years. That's so fucked up. And I get that he's like, you know, this like nepotism baby and like has a big trust fund because his grandparents were like investors of the Vanderbilt, some bullshit. His cousin's on the show now and she explained how they got all their money, but like they are, they are old money rich. And I know that that comes with like a certain aesthetic. Like you got to get married, have kids, have the homes have the, you know, the looks and his cousin made a point on the show to say he is terrified to ruin that image for my family, which I can understand. But then you be honest with the people you date. So he's just a piece of shit, which is unfortunate because Taylor is so great and she's on the show, like in love with him. And he's just like, yeah, I just, I don't know why you can't see why I can't settle down. Like what? You're 42. And then there was this whole storyline on the show in the past two episodes where she had a pregnancy scare because she like Mr. Period or something. And he was like, so verbal. He was so verbal. It was gross. It was like, oh my God, Taylor. He literally was saying to people, Taylor, Mr. Period. And I thought I was, she was pregnant. Oh my God. It's like, bro, you're 42 and age is not everything, but like, you're not 22. You're not even 32. You're in your forties you have a job seemingly. And if you don't have a job, you have a trust fund, which he's 42. So he can tap into it. I'm pretty sure all trust funds open at 30. I think unless like specifically otherwise, whatever, i lost my brother who works in finance. Anyway, like it's so preposterous to be like, Oh my God, my girlfriend might be pregnant. Like, well, first of all, you're in your 40s. She's in her late twenties. You're having sex. You're obviously not being careful if you're so concerned. And then this is how you act. It's just so gross. It's so gross. Like, ugh. And I'm pretty sure he's getting like dragged through through the media and like being called a dog because like, he is one. And he deserves that because it's so, oh God. But you know what? The men on Southern Charm, for the, not Craig, not Craig. The men on this show are horrific. Austin, No, absolutely not. I could live the rest of my life without ever seeing his base again. But now I have to. I was talking to Minden. If you know Minden, she was on the show in February earlier this week and she was like, apparently we're gonna get a a different Austin storyline on Winter House. I was like, do I still have to see you on my TV? Like, I'm so sick of seeing you. Like, you were all over my television all year long. You were on Summer House. You're on Southern Charm. You're on Winter House. Like, take a break. Stay inside and don't film for like two months and I don't want to see you anymore. Like give another show a break, you know? Thomas, who's not on the show anymore, was disgusting. What's that other guy's name? JD. Horrible. Cheating on Elizabeth the whole time. Disgusting. There's Shep, obviously. Then there's Whitney, who's a perpetual man-child because his mother, not that Patricia's not great and like fabulous, but like there's something going on. With Whitney. He's in his fifties. Like, and again, age isn't everything, but like, why is your psychological and social growth stunted in your 40s and 50s by your parents? That's disgusting. I don't know. The men on the show are disgusting, but the women are make me want to come back and watch again, which is so hard because the men are half the show. I don't care. Ugh. There was, uh, this was not going to be a Southern Charm update, <laughs> but there was a very interesting conversation. So two, was it two seasons ago or last season? I forget what's, it was not this season. It might've been two seasons ago. There was a storyline where Catherine, one of the original members of the show sent a text and it was an emoji of a monkey and people took it as racist. I'm not here to debate that. I don't, I wasn't there. I didn't read the text. It wasn't my text, whatever. She says it wasn't, people say that it was insensitive and whatever, whatever. There's a cast member now who's black and she's on the show full time, who continues to bring up this storyline. And she challenged a new cast member to like, oh, you don't disagree with her. Are you racist? And I find that absolutely wild that like, You are bringing up something from years ago, shoving it in this new person's face you don't know and accusing them of racism. Like that is so, that is so crazy. They're like, my brain doesn't even work to comprehend. Like, first of all, the fucking balls on you, you know, like, holy shit. And I understand if, obviously, if there is blatant racism going on, like, nip that in the bud, like disgusting. It it has no purpose ever, but like to, to like almost doctor, like, oh, you didn't vehemently disagree with her. So now I'm going to bring this thing up from two years ago that you weren't involved in and see if you disagree or agree. Like that's so fucked up. And then the new cast member was like, you came to me with an agenda and I am not getting involved in this. And I was like, that is great because you know what she's not wrong like and it, it's so obvious especially on Bravo shows these days it is so obvious what's coming out of producers and what isn't but I don't understand why they're making this girl have this storyline like it is so old and we are so over it like we Catherine apologized and did, did this whole like apology tour about it last year why isn't it over Like the audience does not want to see this crap. And sure, we can talk about being allies and advocates and social change and whatever, but like we can do it in a way that's not constantly circling back to this one moment that happened. Like I would imagine, and this is not me being an asshole, this is just me being like practical. I would imagine that in Charleston, if you wanted to find hints of racism, it wouldn't be that difficult. You know? So like we don't have to keep drudging through the same crap. Like you can find other ways to discuss the social issues and have them come full circle and be resolved. You know, like they they showed was it last season? Yeah. Leva and someone went to the tearing down of a statue. I forget who it was. It was some Confederate somebody. Oh no, it was John C. Calhoun. They took the statue down. It was a big moment. I can totally get behind that. But like I just don't, I don't understand this whole, like, let's pin this one shitty thing on this one person who we forgave already. Like, I just think shit. Like, it's, it's, it's so stupid. It's so, it annoys me so much. Literally, Southern Charm is recording right now and I'm going to watch it after this. And I'm telling you what, if it's anything more like this, I don't know if I can go on. Anyway, you didn't care about that. Let's move on. We have other <laughs> we have other news today. <laughs> but I just had to get that off my chest, you know. I had to, you know, unburden myself again, as the girl on the toast would say. There is a small part of me that not that I will ever be as big as the toast cuz like that's insane. But like what if one day like my podcast idols listen to my podcast? Like that would just I would just fall over and die, you know? I really would, I would just fall over. So, speaking of nepotism babies, Gwyneth Paltrow says nepotism babies have to work twice as hard once foot is in the door. When chatting with Hailey Bieber about their famous families, Gwyneth Paltrow touched on the topic of celebrity kids in Hollywood and how the industry can try to pull you down. I'm just wondering who isn't a nepotism baby in Hollywood these days? Like, isn't it everyone? Even someone I didn't think of. Who would I see the other day that had famous parents? Um... Oh God, what's her name? She was in, what is her name? She's in Dirty Grandpa and she's in that movie with um, James Franco, Zoe, somebody. Yeah, her. She has famous parents. And I was like, what? So Gwyneth Paltrow goes on to say, As the child of someone, you get access to other people don't have. So the playing field is not level in that way. However, I really do feel that once your foot's in the door, which you unfairly got in, you almost have to work twice as hard to be twice as good because people are ready to pull you down and say, you don't belong here. You're only here because of your parents. I can understand this, but I feel like it's like absolutely insane that you're like, I had to work twice as hard to be where I am because my parents put me here. I just find that crazy. Like... Like, aren't we always talking about privilege and like, hello, this is a bright neon sign. And like, not that some people don't deserve it. Like Gwyneth Paltrow, she's an amazing actress. She has an Oscar. Would she have been if Blythe Danner and who's her father? John Paltrow weren't her parents? Like, I don't know. I just find this very, like, does this need to be said? Or do you have a chip on your shoulder that you are a nepotism baby and that you have to constantly remind the public that you worked so, so hard? Which feels inauthentic, doesn't it? Man, am I in a mood today or what? (laughs) Am I in a mood today or what? Actually, no, or what? I could be in a worse mood, to be fair. Like, to be honest. (laughs) I really could, but I'm not because I just ate dinner and like, I'm digesting and resting and having a nice, you know, mental moment, you know? Okay. This next story is something I never thought I would ever have to discuss. So there's a, for backstory, there's a trend on TikTok right now. That's like basically like a selfie image, like me holding my phone and like, it's like show a person you hate and you flash your phone really quick. So like the screen kind of gets it, but then kind of doesn't. And it's like a secret, but every now and then like someone does it too slow and you can see. So Jojo, Jojo Siwa did this trend and she put up a thing like, who's the rudest celebrity. And she flashed Candace Cameron Beret's picture. And obviously the internet like went crazy. Like what? Like Candace Cameron Bray is not mean, not rude. She wrote a book about kindness which I realize can be, you know, two-faced, but I didn't get that vibe. I read the book. She was DJ on Full House, if you don't know who that is. And so apparently Jojo... Jojo, Oh my God. (laughs) Apparently Jojo Siwa... If you don't know who Jojo Siwa is, she was on Dance Moms as a kid, and then she had a Nickelodeon show, and she's like a singer, dancer. She was on Dancing with the Stars. Now she is... Um, probably even more famous because she is part of LGBTQ and she, you know, openly speaks and engages about gay issues. So apparently this came about because, so Candace saw this and was like, what the fuck? (laughs) So she called Jojo and Jojo basically was like, okay, so when I was a kid, I was on a red carpet with you and you didn't take a picture with me. What? <laughs> You've never met a ruder person <laughs> than someone who didn't want to take a picture with you? She says, "You know, I had a rough experience when I was little. I was 11. I was a big big fan and I wanted to take a picture. And it wasn't a good time." This is insane. This is insane. Like uh th- <sighs> This is insane. Not only I understand feeling that way at eleven. I understand, like, if I had seen a backstreet boy at eleven and they didn't want to take a picture of me, I probably would be scarred for life. But as an adult, would I be like, they were the worst person in the world to me? Oh my god, no! Like, and now she's saying, you know, this is not a reflection of Candace's character, Lala. And Candace was like, I am very sorry. Like I'm, I don't remember this encounter because how many red carpets has she probably been on? You know, Jojo's 18, 19 now. So this was eight years ago. So she was probably, it's maybe like before, right before Fuller house, like she's still like Hallmark princess. I just don't know. Like this is, this is the epitome of like, eat your words. Like this is crazy. Like you made a mountain out of a molehill. You made up drama. You made up stupid shit and now you are paying for it. And like, we have enough going on in the world. There are war-torn cities. There are children starving. There are people dying. There are guns and drugs and horrible things. And now we have Jojo Siwa complaining about she didn't get a picture with one person. You are literally famous. How many, how many pictures has she not taken with a fan? How many people has she done the same thing to? but she probably can't look inward because you know, she's so self-absorbed. It's crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) It's insane. Essentially she apologized. People are calling for her to apologize more, but that's just our culture. Like one apology is never enough. We have to apologize six times and then, you know, get on our knees and pray. I don't know. It just, it's so, it's so silly. Like, uh, oh my God. It's so silly. (laughs) It's so stupid. oh my god Ugh. anyway and jojo siwa is super fucking annoying and i don't know why she annoys me so much something about the way she talks like she either had like backwards braces like where your braces are on the back of your teeth or and it's because her inflections and not that mine are the greatest because i tongue to but like oh my god it's kind of like miley cyrus how they talk like that i hate it oh my god i hate it Like, am I going to say Jojo Steve was the worst person ever in the history of this planet? No, of course not. Okay, moving on to stories that, like, I can't harp on because I probably could. We're going to, do like, a quick fire. So, Martha Stewart is mourning the loss of her beloved peacocks after they were brutally killed by coyotes. This is, again, something I never thought I'd say. (laughs) The coyotes came in broad daylight and devoured him and five others. Babe, you had six peacocks. That's not the point. I'm very sorry, but like unaware that peacocks were prey for coyotes, but I guess it makes sense. But you'd think like with their feathers and their squawking, I don't anyway. I don't May they rest in peace. Um, Mike Shued from Shaw's of Sunset, which is cancelled. If you watched the show, which I know many of you are Bravo fans and you probably have, you know him as the guy who married Jessica and then cheated on her a week later, like the actual piece of shit he is. He is um, being charged with 14 criminal charges for domestic abuse and assault. He continues to be a piece of shit. And I hope he goes to prison because literally Jessica loved him so much. She converted to Judaism for him, which, you know, It's not like she was like Charlotte from sex and say, like, I gave up Christ for you. Like, that's she wasn't like that. But like, I feel like to convert to a religion for your spouse is a pretty big deal. And she did that. And she got baptized in the Pacific. It was beautiful. And then they had this gorgeous wedding. Their wedding was insane. Not a month or two later is he cheating on her all over the fucking place. She finds out about it. They weren't even married a year. I don't even think. Like, she was the most beautiful. She loved him so much and now his life is shit. Like, keep it in your pants. Like, what is with these men? Oh my God, these men are shit. There is not, there is probably only a handful of Bravo men that I could definitively say are not pieces of shit. Craig Conover, Carl Radke, though he's been a fuckboy. Andrea, but also slightly fuckboyish. Oh my God. Anybody from any Housewives franchise? Does anybody have a husband's Oh, Eddie. Mauricio. Though Mauricio apparently has, like, rumors. Not about him cheating, but, like, about him being a dick to Rick. Kathy's husband. Um, anyone in Beverly Hills? <laughs> I mean, OC. Like, no. Everyone got divorced. Oh, obviously. Terry Dubrow. Obviously. Obviously but everybody else is an asshole. I just, oh God, the people that do casting at Bravo, like please call me because like I have things to say and perhaps we can revamp all of these shows bigger and better and like a little more drama-free in the home and drama-fill like out, like in the club, you know? Like let's let's do that. Um, Apparently Shakira is... On trial in Spain for tax fraud that um, is up to fourteen and a half million dollars, which is crazy. Um, lawyers in Spain are calling for her to like plead guilty and pay up. Apparently, she's facing jail time, and she's like, "No, I'm innocent. I do not deserve jail time. I will not go to prison." But like, they know you evaded your taxes. Apparently it has to do with like property she owned and when she lived there and how she earned her money and blah blah blah. but like it's really uncomfortable that 14 million dollars in taxes is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That oh my God. So like are we assuming Shakira's worth like 100 mil? Is she? Let's see. Shakira net oh, someone else has googled this. Her net worth, Holy shit! Her net worth is $300 million. Oh my God. Like no shade. I just didn't think it was that much. Someone else Googled how is Shakira so rich. (laughs) Because her hips don't lie. That's why she's, you know, like, (laughs) so funny. Yeah, it is. I have good timing. That is crazy. Apparently hits like wherever... Whenever, wherever, and Hips Don't Lie made her her most money. Well, I can get behind that. Wow. That is so much money. Speaking of, um, we're playing the Mega Millions right now, and it's a lot of money. And just FYI, like, if we win, this podcast is going to pop off. I'm getting a studio. I'm getting new mics. I'm going to invest in myself and spend, spend, spend. To like boost this podcast. And then I'm going to be the, and then I'll be the morning toast. And then I'll have them on my show and I'll be like, I love you guys. <laughs> Let's be friends. <laughs> because I do. I love them. Jackie just moved to Florida and I, I desperately want to be her friend. I really do. I desperately do. Although <sighs> I don't know where she lives. I'm not going to be a psycho, but I just, no, it's the truth. Like I would 100 million percent be their friend in a hot second. Like whatever they did. Yes. Yes. I'd be your friend. Um, that's it for the weird stories. Nothing else really going on. There's no happy news. I wish there were no celebrities are having babies. No celebrities are getting married. No celebrities are being productive in a positive way. Like no one's changing the world. Um, I did see a funny thing. I'll end with this. I did see a funny thing. Um, Russell Crowe took a picture at the Coliseum in Rome. He took a selfie and his caption was showing my kids, my old office, <laughs> you know, cause he was in gladiator. If you need context, that shit is hilarious. I love when a dad makes a really good joke. That's not a dad joke, like that's funny. That's really funny, man. <sighs> anyway, I think that's all I got. I'm still watching the Goonies beach. I'm on season two. I forgot how much they make you hate Alex, H, the girl who lusted after Jason while he was dating Jessica. And it makes me absolute cringe because I know a year and a half later, he's dating Lauren on the hills. And like, he never deserved her, obviously. But like, she didn't go to Paris for this motherfucker. I was like, ugh. It's no. Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm. 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 But anyway, yeah, season two is is very good. I haven't listened to the next Back to Beach podcast. All I do on this show is talk about other podcasts. <laughs> but you know what? Like I'm a consumer. I consume content and I need to tell you what's good. You know, speaking of being a consumer, um I am now making income off the things I purchase and return. You ever feel that way? Like you purchase so much and everything sucks. I ordered a pair of the Sam Edelman boots from the Nordstrom sale, the tan suede ones. They are shit. They are shit. They are so, not in a good way. They're light and like cheap. One of the seams ripped when I put them on. They are so, oh my God, so cheap. Like, and I am i would spend good money on boots. This is not worth my money. Going back. I bought heels for my cousin's wedding. Didn't fit going back. I bought what else did I buy? I bought some dresses that I don't think I liked that I'm currently in an email battle with the company to give me a freaking refund because they're like, you know, from China and shit and they like like, "Oh, we'll give you half the refund and just keep the clothes." Like, I don't want to keep the clothes. These clothes suck. I want to give them back. I don't need them. I don't want them at all. This is why people have stress. Like other issues? Sure. Yeah. But like these little things, these little tiny things, like, I just want to like, should I have read the return policy? Yes. But like, I just want to, if I don't like this, I want to give it back. I want to rid myself of it. Like I want you to just like, and have it be gone, you know? But like, I'm keeping the economy afloat. I am purchasing. I am returning. I am using USPS. Like, you're welcome. I know there's a recession coming, evidently. Like, I've heard rumblings. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. So I follow an account called The Conservative Prep, and she posts a lot of political updates. Like, she'll post their tweets and all this stuff. And there was a guy that posted, it's not a recession unless it comes from the recession, <laughs> from the recession region of France. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just an economic disaster. And I was like, that is so funny. It made my whole day. If you, she is a conservative. If you want to follow her, just know that. But she, she posts bipartisan things. She's very good. But that shit was hilarious. But you know what? If there is a recession coming, I may not notice because I just keep getting paid from all my returns, which is not income, but it's not outcome. You know? It's not, it's not spending. It's not spending if you get it back. And on that note, I will end the show thank you so much for listening to the weekly kate the weekly show where i kate talk about all the things i want to talk about including apparently today the civil war and a recession look at me being so political and you know social and economic issues of our day i'm so happy you are here please leave a five-star review on apple spotify or google please rate um like comment follow subscribe follow me on instagram at the weekly kate email me On TikTok, I haven't posted TikTok this week just because like there's nothing that's like wowing me. However, I did end up on Potato Talk and I watched this whole, there's like a thousand million potatoes in Idaho in this factory get cleaned and washed. It was amazing. I'll post it to my stories. (laughs) And on that note, have a great one and I'll see you next week.